Hello and welcome to Rivenpod, the only Lord of the Rings podcast that is recording their 20th episode this week. Hey! I mean, probably. <laughs> Congratulations to 20 episodes of nonsense! <laughs> <laughs> and if you are here listening to us after 20 episodes... Congratulations to you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Guinevere Lee. And I am Noel Sayar. Now, today I wanted to talk about a few more things from the trailer that we didn't get into in the last episode. Uh, now, in the last episode we did mention that we wanted to do an episode about the Harad. Mm -hmm. This is not that episode. <laughs> that will be next week. We've got some more things to cover. But before we even get into that, we need to talk about this other foreign language teaser trailer oh. that has been going around on the internet. Remember? That uh, this trailer is actually different from the one in English. It's a little different. It's a TV spot and... <sighs> I must say, I didn't watch I it yet. I have concerns... <laughs> so, do you think that this trailer is some sort of leak, or do you think that it's a legit trailer? No, 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 it's like a legit trailer. It's just for the foreign market. But, so, but it's strange that they have uh, images that they didn't appear in the... I don't think it's that strange. I think... No? I mean, basically, when you make a trailer, the, the production company is sending these clips to an outhouse company that creates trailers mm -hmm. and they edit all this stuff into something so you're gonna get some variety with the clips are, that are being shown so I don't think it's that bizarre I think you see it quite often actually now it is interesting because it does give away a few things um, well maybe not giveaway but it certainly gives credence to the theory that the dead elf Galadriel's crying over is her brother oh yeah it's her saying that her basically her you know my brother died because of this and I'm not gonna let the, something like this happen again yes so, so yes it is her brother yeah anyway <laughs> here's <laughs> So this is during the fight with the ice troll the in that troll. cave. Yeah. So you can see that other elf that's with Galadriel's holding his sword out so that the blade is on the the ground. Yeah, okay. And then <laughs> well <laughs> So Galadriel runs up the blade and then the elf catapults pull her, her <laughs> and she jumps Onto the troll. And it's like his troll, whatever. This is very elf to me. This is very Peter Jackson yeah. elf to me. Which is really hilarious because I remember when the Peter Jackson movies came out, the Tolkien estate hated them and talked about how they just turned them into cheap action movies. And now I see this clip from The Rings of Power, which the Tolkien Estates love because of how they're honoring the source material. And they literally have Galadriel being 
catapulted into a troll. This is so ridiculous. It's not it's not a cool and awesome action scene. It just looks stupid. And it's a catapult hair wearing the full plate armor. How yeah. how, how, how much the whole body okay, is well, gonna weigh? Elves are light. So they're playing that that that's how you get those physics defying moments justified mm. uh, in the Peter Jackson films. Because yes, they that is canon. They are supposed to be very, very light. The armor's not light, that's true. I think But it's still it just does it just looks stupid. It looks stupid. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> it is stupid. Like just like in the Fucking Peter Jackson Hobbit trilogy, where you got Legolas jumping from rock to rock mid-air, like in Mario Brothers yes. cartoon. It doesn't look cool. It looks dumb. Yeah, it looks dumb because don't resemble with nothing that any, I would say human, but it's not a human, like any creature or humanoid will do naturally. It's, I mean, I, it's not even that. It's just not epic to be light as a feather, I guess? Like, <laughs> it doesn't really make me feel like in awe of something. No. It just kind of looks like a child's toy that's being thrown around. <laughs> like no, a it, rag doll. It is not a wow moment, for sure. Yeah, it's... It's really... It's just unfortunate, because I was really hoping based on how the Tolkien estate was so supportive of this series that they weren't going to have these stupid, over-the-top, Peter Jackson Legolas moments. I mean, when when I saw him, when I saw, like, I grab the arrow and shoot it back, I just started to smelling a little bit Legolas nonsense. Yeah, well, we already kind of suspected that there might be a little bit of that with Arondir. Um... And even that was just, like, ugh, frustrating. But now it's just, like, it's not only confirmation. It's just so much more ridiculous than I was even thinking. Like, I can accept someone catching an arrow and throwing it back. I can even... Kind of, yes. <laughs> I can even accept him jumping off of a tower and doing a superhero landing. Like... Okay, it's a stretch, but fine. But catapulting some it doesn't even make sense. Uh, from, from, <laughs> from, from, from like a tactic point of view. How is that? Like you're literally standing next to the troll and you're gonna wait for someone to jump on your sword so that you can throw her. Like you are right there. You can attack the troll and distract it and then she can come around the back. Like an addition, you are just flying in the air towards the troll, so the troll can see you came <laughs> and basically hit you like, 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 a like a baseball. He's gonna take his giant fucking hammer and just smash her. And out you cannot react, you know why? Because you are in the air. <laughs> you, you don't have contact with the ground anymore. And especially, you know, we're around you. He's kind of a little bit like a setup to be the the action hero, you know, you know, like the yeah going to the adventures. But I, I thought that like Galadriel is gonna be an, an action badass, but in the same time will have like a like important roles in like the the I would say call it politic, but you know, with like a, the the trade with Elrond, like like with like a Gil Galad. So you know, a little bit more. 
it's a high class. <laughs> You know, the jazz, like an action figure. Well, I knew, obviously, she was going to be doing a lot of action. As soon yes. as you put her in armor, you're just going to say, okay, yeah, so she's going to be fighting. I, I'm fine with that. I am A-okay with Galadriel, the action hero. I just, I was expecting a little bit more from a TV show with a budget of half a billion dollars. Like, this is something a toddler would write. And then uh, she jumps on his sword, <laughs> and then he swings his sword, and and he throws her, and she... Kill the troll. Oh, my God. It's just... <laughs> you know what I was saying? Like, you shouldn't complain about something until you have something to complain about. Well, I have something to complain about. <laughs> Hey, but like the last kid is very pretty. Yes. <laughs> and uh, also there was a clip released. I think it was actually on the Stephen Colbert show. I'm not sure. So it's a scene of her and that elf going into this tomb or ancient place. Uh, ancient fortress or whatever it is. Clearly it's a place that Morgoth yeah. uh, created. Well, I'll just fucking share yeah. it because I found this one. These orcs were meddling with the powers of the unseen world. Some dark sorcery of old. But what was their purpose? Surely it is lost to the ages now. Whatever happened here was long ago. What? Even stone cannot hide the mark of one whose very hand is flame unquenched. He was here. Okay, so... So, it, yeah, so it, it it doesn't say whether or not she explicitly went to this place looking for Sauron, but she says very clearly, okay, Sauron was here, this is a problem, so they are still considering Sauron, like, enemy number one. Yes. I, I am assuming that... Oh, I, 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 I hope that they're wrong. But this is going to be the situation of, like, uh, she's going to say, oh, Siren is evil, and nobody's going to believe her, and she's going to try to find fight everybody to demonstrate that Siren is evil. I mean, I've been saying that all along. <laughs> that but, That's what she's going to be saying. Like, this, like, evil is rising, and, and we can't trust Sauron, and all of this stuff. I mean, that is... I mean, parts of that are canon, that she never trusted him after he decided that he was good <laughs> and and he feared her above all other elves now of course she wasn't like actively hunting him in any source material that i've read nor was she leading any campaign against him she seemed pretty far removed from the events of sauron in the second age but it's very clear from this little clip that she is either hunting him or she's just uh, hyper-focused on his actions. I mean, assuming that the most of the material that they are showing is going to be the first of the two first episodes, I thought that they're going to keep the figure of Sauron a little bit more in the back until half the season. I thought it's gonna be like, oh, some evil it is in the north, but you know, it's like, oh, some orcs, it is unusually mm -hmm. active, something like that. And then we'll keep a little bit of the mystery, and you know, half season or in the end of the first season, it's gonna, boom, Sauron was responsible. But they kind of just point you at Sharon from the very beginning, 
I'm a little disappointing or I, I, yeah, I still I, I miss think, opportunity to. I still think that they're gonna play it like he is a character and we don't know which character he is. That that kind of like hidden reveal that's gonna come later. Yeah, probably. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but at the same time, I just don't understand how that's going to work with the creation of the rings because. He was working with Kalembrabor and the elves to make these rings of power. But technically, he don't present himself as Sauron. It's just like there's no way to to hide who he is if he's an interested party in creating the rings. You know, it's like yeah. oh, Kalembrabor, and then this other random elf is really keen to make these rings. I wonder which one's Sauron. Like, <laughs> I. I don't just I don't know. There were a couple of things I wanted to talk about, but since the it was so prominent in that little clip that was released, I want to talk about that symbol mm -hmm. which before that clip I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be the symbol of Morgoth or the symbol of Sauron, but the clip is very clear. Galadriel looks at it and she says, Sauron. <laughs> so that is going to be Sauron's symbol. Now... I mean, I, I, it could be like a Morgoth in, in the same that Morgoth is not longer and Sauron is his... I suppose he, like so Sauron could his, have adopted it afterwards. His herald or whatever. Now, I, I wasn't entirely sure because... When I look at that symbol and I try to think, what is it actually representing? I think it's supposed to be Angban. And Angban is Morgoth's, I want to say fortress, but maybe um, a better description would be dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> it is a place of terror and torture and monstrosities are performed there. And it is surrounded by three volcanoes. So the, the three prongs in the symbol, I think, are supposed to be those. Represent the volcanoes yeah, three of volcanoes. Humber. Yeah. Now, of course, this place is completely destroyed at the end of the first age. So I think that we did get a glimpse of it in the, the Comic-Con trailer. That mm -hmm. shot of the fortress, I think that is supposed to be Angband. Can be. And I think that's obviously going to be part of the flashback with the the war of Morgoth, the war of wrath. And yeah, that's basically it. Like I think the um the fact that it also looks like the broken sword yeah, is just a coincidence. Was, because also if you look at the broken sword the symbol is on the broken sword. <laughs> so I think it is yes. actually meant to represent Angband. And yeah, that's really all I, I had to, to say about that. I don't know if you had any thoughts. No, I mean, like, uh, it, it was destroyed, but something remained because they... None of it remains. But, but all that land is gone. That's part of Beleriand. It's but they found the Angband was like in the... Um, You're thinking of Angmar. Yeah, I'm thinking Angmar, yes. Yeah, that's where the Witch King comes from. Yeah, that is also like the, the fortress of them, yeah. Yeah, so in, yeah, and Ang Angmar is in the north. Yeah, that is all of there, they com completely like a sinking, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, I, I, but then in that case, makes sense that is the actual symbol of 
of Morgoth. Yeah, which is what I thought, but... Well, so maybe it, it is. I mean, that's the thing, we don't... Be- because, like, if Angmar is destroyed yeah, in the end of the first age, I mean, it is it is the moment where Melkor exists. Yeah, and Sauron was his right-hand man. Yeah, exactly, so... So, in addition, if it is some artifacts or some kind of, like, a... Like a like a ruins from like a, the first age, mixing that have the symbol of like a Morgoth because it's, it's the one ruling. Yeah, so. If, by that time. So even though Morgoth had his stronghold in Beleriand, which is gone by the mm-hmm. second age, he also was in Middle Earth for a lot. He went to Middle Earth and he was corrupting the humans back in the first age. So there's definitely traces of him all around Middle-earth. So whether or not this this orc dungeon that they're going to in that clip is... I don't know if it's supposed to be in Angmar or if it's maybe somewhere in Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I think too much eyes for Mordor. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know, when you go high enough in the mountains... (laughs) I think it's probably Angmar, which is, of course, where the Witch King comes from. He is the Mm -hmm. king of Angmar. But... uh, I I mean, or can be a completely new and undisclosed location. That's the thing, like, it doesn't have to be an established place. It's just clearly somewhere that Sauron went to do horrible experiments on orcs. So. Yeah, <laughs> good times. I'm sure it was a it was a party. <laughs> I mean, if I need to guess, I would say that it's like a random location, so they can just shoot that scene. Yeah. To, to establish shoot. this mark. And then it's like a throw that uh, throw that place away. Yeah, exactly. All right, now mostly I want to talk about ants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of a well. So, of course, we, we saw an end in one of the trailers. Well, two of the trailers, actually. Yeah. We, we saw two separate scenes. We saw one, which was just a shot, a wide shot. We see one in, in the foreground. And then there's another where we see some ent arms reaching out from the foliage and grabbing a rondier and doing something mm. with it. So, so the hentai there. This, yeah, this got a little cabin in the woods for me. <laughs> and during the uh, Comic-Con panel, someone was asking about Entwives and uh, whether or not we would see them in the TV series. And the producers very coyly replied that maybe we had already seen an Entwife. <gasps> so that perhaps one of those Ents in the teaser is an Entwife. So I'm I have a theory that the ants are actually gonna <laughs> play a a uh, substantial role you think in so? this series. So I wanted to go a little in depth on one of the most hated <laughs> <laughs> creatures that Tolkien ever created. I think it's between the ants and Tom Bombadil. It's like you the, either, the, the, the biggest obsession yeah, that the people like really hate these things <laughs> or they just think it's like the best thing Tolkien ever did. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like the ants have 
that level of uh, hatred. I feel like most of the hatred comes from people who watched the movies and did not read the books. I, yeah, probably. Now, all but, but, and Tom Bombadil come from the opposite. <laughs> yeah, Tom Bombadil's from people who read the books, books. and they like, uh, the the after read the books, watch the movies. Why are there three chapters of Tom Bombadil? <laughs> yes, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Ents show up in the two towers. Uh, Mary and Pippin escape from some orcs, and they run into a forest, and they find a living tree. Named Treebeard, which translates to Fanghorn, which is the name of the forest. Huh. So it's actually tree, it's his forest. Treebeard Forest, yes. <laughs> Here at Rivenpod, we bring you all the fun facts. <laughs> and that's a pretty lengthy chapter in The Two Towers. It's about 30 pages. But I'll tell you, it feels so much faster than the depiction of the Ents in The Two Towers. I, I'm gonna say, I don't have the memory of read the book and say, like, oh my god, like, let's see, finish this. In the movies, sometimes a little bit. It, basically, in the books, as soon as they meet Treebeard, Treebeard is already aware of what Sourman's been up to, and he is upset about it. And Merry and Pippin, they give him a little bit more information about what's going on. They don't tell him about the ring, but they do fill him in on, like, the orcs who captured them and all of that. And Treebeard calls the Entmoot the meeting of the Ents, and then they decide to go and destroy Isengard. And all of that happens within the chapter... Now, it's stretched out quite a lot because Treebeard basically gives the entire history of the world <laughs> to the two hobbits, and they just kind of chat a lot about the goings-ons of the day. But in the movies, they just grind the plot to a halt. Because they just go through this whole rigmarole of first they have to convince Treebeard to, like take this seriously. And then Treebeard calls the Entmoot, but no, no, they don't want to do it. So then they have to trick Treebeard <laughs> into doing... And it just goes on and on and on. And just like... I I have a friend, my friend Jen from I Hate Your Taste in Movies. She's still never forgiven me for showing her <laughs> the extended edition of The Two Towers and all the extra end scenes. <laughs> oh my god. I, I think it has also something to do with, like, the the format. I mean, I, I remember when, when I read the, for the first time the There Are Other Rings, the books. Like, a Tolkien sometimes spend a lot of time, like, a, with description of the hills, the flowers, the birds, the trees. <laughs> so, for the time that you arrive to the half of the second book, you are kind of like a used to... You're into it, yeah. Yeah, so when do you have this, let's say, a little slow action, a little slow, like, a, like, a event? I think there's three songs in that chapter. I, that, I always skip it. <laughs> I, I must say, never read the song. <laughs> but I, I think for the format of the book, don't kind of, like, a stretch too much. But the problem is the movies, they kind of try to have a little bit more action, a little bit like... Um, yeah. So, and then you have that boom, and that kind of like a, put a hole in the... in Put a pause in the movie, basically. 
and you know for for the watcher like it's like a well it is just too long without i don't say actions but don't it's not happening things and and yeah. i think have a lot of the thing with with the format of of, of what a book is and what a movie especially an action like yeah. movie Anyway, the the ants do get a lot of defenders, uh, mostly from people who have read the books. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm one of those people. I I really do like yeah, the I, ants. I, I appreciate. I, I, them. I never particularly hate them. So yeah, and they are one of the most important races in Middle Earth and and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been around nearly as long as the elves. The elves. I don't want to say... They didn't create the Ents, but they they woke the Ents up. So they already existed as trees. And the elves, apparently they just loved to talk to people. (laughs) They were very chatty, those elves. And they just wanted to talk to everything. And they woke the trees up so that they could just chat with them. What happened is they become sick to each other. Of talking too much, so they need to like create yeah, a being that yeah. they are like able to support all of that nonsense. Right. They're like, well, we can talk to the dwarves or the trees. Let's talk to the trees. We create like a, a being that is so slow that he cannot <laughs> run away from us. Exactly. But again, they didn't create them. They just woke them up, uh, and they called them the uh, Onodrium. Yeah. So they were, the elves were waking them up until the great darkness. And when the great darkness came, they stopped. When they have that kind of two, like, lamps, and they, like, they break, and then everything yeah. becomes dark, I think... At the beginning, they had the yeah. trees in, in the Undying Lands, and then you had lamps in the rest of the world, and then... Well, the trees are destroyed, so that's a great darkness. And then, like, yeah. the lamps. The lamps also, well, was that, I, 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 I believe, was like a... So, yeah, I mean, the Ents have been around at least as long as, like, maybe from when the time of the trees. I think, yeah, I think for, like, a day. I think that would make yeah. the most sense. And the Ents consider themselves one of the four free peoples. <laughs> so this is not counting the halflings. Which annoys Mary and Pippin, and they, they request to be added to the list of free people. <laughs> be upgraded. <laughs> but according to the Ents, the four free peoples of Middle-earth are elves, dwarves, men, and Ents. <laughs> so, the, I think, like, the, the question is, did you find in the lore what happened with the Entwives? <laughs> so, the Entwives. This is... This is what most people remember about the Ents, because they have a very tragic backstory. When we find them at the end of the Third Age, I mean, we, we can debate the sex of, of trees <laughs> another day. But let's just say the, the Ents are boys and the Entwives are girls, and let's just leave it at that, because well, that seems to be what the connotation was. I mean, the, the so, word wife is, is pretty yeah. explicit. <laughs> <laughs> and he does say that they can't have any more Ents because... They can't have any more Entlings yes. because <laughs> there are no Entwives. So when we when we meet them at this point, they're they're gone and they don't know where they are. He says that they've just kind of lost them. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a little ambiguous, like if they are yeah. dead or not. They were 
distinct from each other beyond just their sexes. The Ents really enjoyed exploring and moving through different forests, whereas the Entwives, they were attracted to the idea of gardening and farming. In fact, it was the Entwives who taught the men how to farm. When we see all those shots of the men and their fields, they're in the fields because yeah. the Entwives. <laughs> I would love to see the Entwives interacting with the humans in this show because that's canon during the second age they were in middle earth teaching humans like living side by side with them but i am assuming that they took like a farming way before the second age well i'm sure they were there for a while i i don't know if the exact dates were yeah. put down <laughs> anywhere but basically uh during the first age the entwives went east to escape morgoth And they settled along the Anduin, uh, essentially north of Mordor. So in that area, and they had all of their gardens, and, um, you know, occasionally the Ents would go and visit them, and, I don't know, chill. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just says that during the war with Tower and against Numenor... Um, those lands were just completely destroyed, and now they're referred to as the Brown Lands. And Treebeard visited after the war. That would be, then be at the beginning of the Third Age. Treebeard finally goes to check on the Entwives, and they're not there. And he has no way of knowing if they were destroyed during the battle, or if they managed to escape. To and he's... Basically holding on to the hope that one day they're going to be reunited. But you kind of get the impression that they're dead. But but in in in, in the north of Merkwood, do you still have like a very big forest? So they must yeah, be there. Yeah, but he's saying that he's looked. Like he's looked all over. He looked the... everywhere? Yes. He's a walker. He likes to walk. He doesn't know where they are. It's just kind of one of these wonderfully poetic, romantic notions of, you know, your lost loves and kind of knowing that they're dead, but also like holding on to this hope in your heart and kind of feeling like one day you'll be reunited, even if that's in the afterlife. You know what yeah. I mean? No, you're right. Like, yeah. probably talking on propose didn't want to tell exactly what happened because it's, it's kind of he like... He was a... always very cagey about that. He did get asked quite often. Oh, really? And he was always a little cagey. He never gave, like, a very concrete answer. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think that the show is going to have Entwives. And I think... Yeah. I think we're... I don't really like this, but I think we're going to see what happens to them, basically. I think we're going to see well. them... Like, living alongside humans in harmony. And I think we're going to see them join in in that final battle against Sarah. But probably will give you some ambiguous, like, you're going to see a lot of them die, but that doesn't imply that yeah. every single one happens. So. Yeah, they'll be like, he'll, you know, Treebeard will show up and be like, oh, where is my love? And they'll like, oh, I can't find her. Maybe she survived. Maybe she escaped. Blah, blah, blah. They'll do something like no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I'm I'm I am really excited to see what they'll do with the Ant Wives. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I mean I, I don't know if they're gonna put like a, a lot of like emphasis in the Ant Wives itself, but the ants in general, I want to see what's role like they have for the, for the TV show. Yeah, uh, but they'll definitely be around. We've already seen yeah. them, so. But like it's kind of like a isolated moment, you know, one single encounter, like a, or like two single encounters, or it's gonna have like a recurrent will be a character with a name that is gonna have like a more deep uh, interaction with the characters. Mm -hmm. That is the part that um, I, I'm a little bit like curious about. Yeah, that's it's interesting. All right, here are my fun facts about Ents. Please. <laughs> uh, they have seven toes, or at least Treebeard does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's described as having seven toes on each feet. I mean, the, the descriptions of the Ents is a little funny, because, of, of course, uh, Tolkien says that when they stand still, they just look like trees. But I think we can't help but try to anthropomorphize them a little bit more, and... You know, even like in the Peter Jackson he, films, I felt he, like it was too much. He 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 went a little too far. Yeah, they looked too human to me. I I hope that they try to make them a little bit more tree-like. So anyway, when they say have seven toes, what are we talking? Are we talking about roots? We don't know. But anyway, he's got seven yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> They measure distance in ent strides. <laughs> that I am assuming that then every ant have the same length of like a legs. Uh, that is a very good question. I feel like this is just an imperial system kind of thing. Yeah. Like how Englishmen <laughs> measure everything in feet, <laughs> they measure everything in ent strides. <laughs> other than Treebeard, the only other two surviving ants from before the darkness are Leaflock, or Finglass, and Skinbark, or Fludriff. <laughs> <laughs> so it would actually be kind of interesting if uh, those guys showed up. Maybe instead yep. of Treebeard, we could have one of these two guys as our main Ent character. I hope that they don't bring Treebeard. And I kind of hope they don't, too. And they bring just another Ent. Yeah. But that can be one of these two. Bring Fludriff. Or... <laughs> Or most likely just a brand new end, you know. Just as orcs are the uh, evil counterparts of elves, and I, there is a little bit of debate over this because Tolkien contradicted himself whether oh, yeah. whether or not orcs were like created out of darkness or if they were elves that were corrupted by Morgoth. Anyway. Um, but they are still the evil counterparts of elves. Uh, trolls are the uh, evil counterparts of Ents. Ooh. Yeah. So, so so trolls are either much like elves, uh, much like orcs. Trolls are either Ents that were corrupted yeah. into trolls, or they were like created in the image of Ents. So. They should also be a little bit more. I don't. Like a tree like? Tree like, kind of. Like, they should be 
their limbs should be of like weird sizes. They should have odd number toes. Like the, I think it'd be interesting <laughs> to see more of those characteristics to try to get them to not resemble each other. That made me kind of little. But just yeah, a little bit of homage. You know, maybe their skin could be a little bark-like. I think the problem is the 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 ogre. Not the ogre. I feel like just the trolls have a so strong like a uh, imagine created already. If you try to make like a tree like trolls, mm-hmm. the people is gonna burn. Like but the, the streets. Don't, like, <laughs> don't give them leaves and stuff. But you know, give them like knobby limbs and like one arm that's way too long and like not like five fingered hands like don't give them human hands give them like gnarly like creepy fingers that twist <laughs> like twigs you know yeah I mean they are definitely like a much more anthropomorphic that that like a tree likes at least like a, you know all of them <clears throat> Or like the interpretation that we have so far, but actually the the ice troll that we saw don't resemble no. like other trolls that we have seen in in the Peter Jackson adaptation. So. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it does because it does. Uh, to me, it didn't that do many. Too it much. looks like the exact same troll except they gave it tusks and fur. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they really thought too much about it. The same with the orcs. Like, I saw an article someone, they're like, oh, they look so different from the Peter Jackson. I'm like, no. What are you talking about? They're the exact same. The armor looks very different. Yeah, the, the outfits. But the, the actual, like, flesh, their faces, like... It's, no, no, it's, it's exactly the I'm, same. I'm, like, shocked it wasn't Weta, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's I mean, yeah, I mean, like, a, maybe the people say they look different for the the rest of, like, you know, the outfit, the, the magic in general, but, like, a, what is, like, a, the, the physical, like, a, behind that armor? I, I didn't. At least so far, for the, yeah. for the, for the art that we saw so far, we don't have any, any difference. I mean, I'm not saying that they look bad. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. But, I it's it's been done. I've seen it. I, it's nothing, ir- terribly original. It just kind of they just look like generic fantasy monsters to me. And I realize that, you know, fantasy is very oversaturated, and it's hard to make something look distinct, especially when you're combating three of the biggest movies ever made and you don't want to alienate that audience, so you do want these things to kind of feel like they could fit into the same world. But I I also feel like they have an opportunity to do their own thing, and I feel like they just didn't put much effort into it. At least when it comes to the monster, the creature design. Let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I personally didn't didn't thought that they should change it either. I feel I think like they have 
that kind of in the same that the elves they are basically the same elves that we have for the Peter Jacksons. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, the elves had a had a pretty basic design. You couldn't yes. get too too far from that. They're tall, beautiful, pointy ears. Like check, check, check. Yeah, and you know the, the clothing, the armors. It's you know yeah. a, a little different, but it is following the 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 basic design that from the Peter Jackson movies. And I personally, I I don't I don't feel that they should change it. Or I think I feel comfortable with like. A, I mean, it's having this familiar. It's fine. I mean, I am here it's, for the, for the for the story. Other than forgive me new, forgive me new elves, you know. <laughs> yeah. I just you know, wow me, wow me. <laughs> no, I, this TV show is. It's a comfort TV show. They don't want to wow. They want to give you mo- more... The, 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 more the, catapults! They give you give you more than the thing that you already like, basically. Sorry, I literally just had an image of an elf siege, and they surround the fortress with catapults, and then the elves are, like, in the basket, crouching with their swords, like, and they're like... Like a now Launch! <laughs> <laughs> like jumping over, over, like, the walls. Oh, God, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> All right, one more fun fact. Uh, Ents get harder as they get older. So, much like humans, I suppose, (laughs) they have a harder time bending over and whatnot. Um, But also, of course, they get sleepier, and then eventually they just don't wake up. They just are... Stay as a tree forever. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not... It sounds kind of terrible when when you say it like that, but they're just kind of, like, sleepy. Like they're just I think it's the poetic say that they die and now they are trees. Gr- Grandpa's just a tree now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he just de- making the photosynthesis. <laughs> photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, any final thoughts on the Ents or the Dark Mark or any of that? Well, I mean, like a, for the Dark Mark... We didn't really like have much that other just speculation that if it was like the Morgor, if it is like the Morgor, <laughs> it is just a speculation that is like the Morgoth symbol or Sauron, but for the ends, I am curious to see what what they are actually gonna do with them. Give us end wives. I want to see end wives like in an involved role. But the thing is, and that I am really afraid, how they gonna make physically clear that if wives are not ant males, because <laughs> oof. well, this is why this is I, that is scary. I didn't want to really like breach this topic, but I, to give a sex to a tree when trees are famously asexual. Yeah, and is very bizarre to me. Because which is why I wonder if it's more of a personality type than it is an actual like sex. So it was just like the ants, quote unquote, the boys. They're just the ants who like to travel and 
the end like quote unquote the girls they're just the ones who like to settle but they're not but that's not necessarily their sex because they don't have sex because they're trees but they, <laughs> but they they imply that because there's no wife it's not children I know they do imply that but it does it, it is well fuck it token wasn't a botanist I guess but it does because look yeah at, but that's the thing how do you make what are you gonna make because like, the, flowers on their leaves? Or are you going to give them, like, knobs? <laughs> what are you going to do? Like a fabulous lashes. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, a tree will have a beer, but, like, a other ends, unless for the Peter Jackson adaptation, they, they didn't. Not necessarily, yeah. So, the beer was not, like, you know, like a, 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 a mark that they can use for, for that purpose. So... I mean, how I do it is just put a regular end and during the conversation just mention that she's an endwife. I would literally uh, just uh, make them look the same, like make yeah. them all look like trees and have some voiced by women and some voiced by men. Yeah. That's how I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> and probably it's how they will, because... No, they won't. You'll see. The, the ant wives, they'll be a little thinner. They'll kind of, like, have, like, <laughs> curves in certain places. Be more willowy than the way that they move. You'll see. They're going to make ants sexy. It's going <laughs> to be awful. Ants are sexy. Ants <laughs> are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god we need to end this episode yes <laughs> all right next week for sure we yes. are going to talk about the horror mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the easterlings we're going to talk about yeah. the colonialism in umbar Yay. we are going into depth into the evil lands of men <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am totally like a pretty excited about the, like uh I'm too, because I'm just going to let you do all the research for that episode. Good. <laughs> I, I already did, so... <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm just going to bring questions for you, because I've got questions. You're going to give me the answers. Perfect. All right. Oh, I guess I need a... Yeah, you need a quote. A quote to quote. I guess I should get a quote from Two Towers, since we've... Yes. Talked. I think it's appropriate. Pretty heavily. He left a message, said Mary. And I was coming to it, but I have been hindered by many other questions. I was to say that, if the Lord of the Mark and Gandalf will ride to the Northern Wall, they will find Treebeard there, and he will welcome them. I may add that they will also find food of the best there. It was discovered and selected by your humble servants. <laughs> Bye! Bye! Welcome to I Hate Your Taste in Movies. I'm Jackie, and I love action movies, but I really hate horror movies. I'm Jen, I love horror movies, but I just can't stand musicals. And I'm Austin. I love all things musical, but I absolutely hate action movies. Join us each week as we share our all-time favorite movies with our friends who will just rip them apart. You can listen to us, I Hate Your Taste in Movies, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. 
And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at I Hate Your Taste and on Instagram at Hate Your Taste Pod. Join us as we put our friendship to the test every week and learn surprising things about each other. Like how Austin saw the movie Pitch Perfect in theaters 12 times. Which is perfectly acceptable. Or how Jackie played with oil cans as a child. Normal childhood behavior. Or how watching a zombie movie makes Jen want to eat chicken wings. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. We release new episodes every Tuesday. And for the record, I hate your taste in movies. Um, other than Treebeard, the only other two Ents who, um, who were, the only other Ents who are still alive at the time of the Lord of the Rings, who, oh God, that sentence is just getting away from me. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat>